0: Hello, and welcome to the Fleekazoid podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com/tech. Today's episode is about being a doomer or doomerism. If the term doomer or doomerism seems foreign to you, That's because it actually comes from a red pill in cell black pill space. And no, I'm not proud that I'm using it today. However, that feeling of, oh, why even bother trying? The world's going to end. Or maybe you know someone who's depressing as fuck to talk to because everything that you try to discuss with them, it just ends in a conversation about how futile and pointless and exhausting and draining existing in this world is. And with Doomerism comes the need for escapism, wanting to make yourself unaware by doing things like disappearing into video games or disappearing into highs like marijuana highs because eventually it gets exhausting as fuck to be aware of so many negative things and so much like awful shit in the world. And before I go further into the definition and the meaning of this topic and where this is all headed to... I want to make some things clear. I have nothing against the recreational activity of marijuana highs. And as far as I'm concerned, being aware is not a bad thing. Being someone who is educated is also not a bad thing. In fact, those are amazing traits. But it's centered around the idea of a pessimistic lens. It's the hyper-awareness of the world that we live in, in a way that ends up becoming destructive and it turns you into a vegetable. It's like, okay, you're taking in all this stress from the outside world, and now your body is put into fight, flight, or freeze, and your body just goes into freeze and paralysis and maybe even like just time wasting and it just feels good, it feels so good to do. Or maybe you're even aware of how bad it is for you to be doing it, but you can't stop. You can't break this cycle. You feel like you're completely directionless, you're completely aimless, and even if you were to think of a direction, the only thing that you can do is poke holes in it. And I wanna be clear before we even delve into this topic even further, but being a doomer is a very dynamic state It has multiple scales that you can exist on. So you can be dysfunctionally doomer to maybe like high functioning type of doomer. So keep that in mind. One of the reasons why I took that long little lengthy gap in between episodes is because I was engaging in a form of doomerism and doomer mindset, but I didn't even know what it was. Deep down inside, I knew I was feeling burned out. I knew I was struggling to find meaning. I knew I was struggling to find purpose. I think the last month has been full of very defeating events, news cycles that are very traumatic to witness. And I think when we take in this bad news, the anger, the rage, the pain, the irritation, that doesn't stop after review that post. There's also this other aspect of all of these emotions that I don't fully understand because I don't realize that experiencing trauma or pain or going through depression or just the after effects of having a bad experience, the way that we express that is not done in a cinematic way that we see on television. So it might be very confusing because you're acting out in ways that have not been represented to you as what you're actually feeling. There's an Instagram account called Just Girl Project, and she says that we can feel scared, depressed, like we can't sleep, angry. Like we lose our ability to concentrate on anything. Sometimes we feel guilty. We'll feel overwhelmed, irritable, helpless. We'll feel like there's danger everywhere. Some of us might just go completely numb. Uh, You could also feel motivated to help make a change. And if your only depiction of an intense emotional reaction is somebody on TV going out and getting a haircut or purposely crashing their own car or maybe just doing something really reckless that ends up making for great TV it's not gonna make sense to you why you are just laying in bed and doom scrolling day after day after day until eventually the weeks bleed into months and you blink and you're like wow where did three or four months of my life go and honestly if television could capture the accuracy of depression and doom scrolling that is greasy hair unbrushed teeth and having a messy home then I don't know if TV would be that interesting to watch in fact it might even be painful And yes, I know I'm using the word TV when we're all consuming content on Hulu, Netflix, one, two, three movies, whatever your preferred format is. I I know, I know. Now, ideally, I would like to get to the part of the podcast where we start talking about solutions and what to do if you're somebody who has this behavior. But first, let's talk about the origins of the word doomer. Yes, the red pill, incel, black pill history of the word the way they use it is very specific to them. So they identify it as a guy with conservative values, a dude who thinks that crypto is going to save the world, and obviously involuntarily single, involuntarily unfuckable. It's also a guy who's only living to serve his primal needs. So food, water, masturbating, sleeping. They also describe it as a man who sleeps in a messy room that's like A trashed box and he doesn't even care that the room is all trashed and fucked up what he ends up doing is just ignoring it and playing video games and smoking weed and then it basically becomes a day after day activity so this is used to describe a person who's extremely neglecting themselves physically emotionally it's about disassociating but overall there's an overarching theme of just hopelessness purposeless and not really caring about what direction your life goes in because you feel like life isn't even worth living. For these guys specifically, other ways that they described it was as dudes who get high and then drive around for like an hour to multiple hours or guys who celebrate their birthdays in the woods alone. Now, I would like to steal that word from them entirely and try to make it encompass a more worldly demographic, i.e. the current situation of what we're all dealing with as of now. Other things that could contribute to someone being a doomer could be experiencing burnout. Maybe someone who excessively consumes the news. It could also be a person who has a lack of routine, a lack of structure, and maybe it's an individual who just doesn't romanticize their life, doesn't give meaning to their life. I also think that the extreme undertone of helplessness and hopelessness in Doomerism can create this form of hypercriticism of the things that we cannot have access to. And this could be things like opportunities, events, needs, frivolous items, just anything that makes us feel excluded or like it's unobtainable, but it is promised to someone out there. We end up becoming hypercritical of them and the hypercriticism is so loud that it ends up forming entire online communities. And some of these communities can take on the form of being rejecting and gatekeeping to create a sense of power over this situation. And it's an actual thing that if someone feels helpless and if someone feels like they don't have any power in their situation... According to Joe Biden, all they want to be is heard. So one of the ways that we exercise what little power we have available to us is by mobilizing our numbers in protest and by exercising our speech and our ability to scream into the void. So to the credit of the people who are gatekeeping and who are rejecting and being overly critical, I will give them that, but obviously by spending all your time in these spaces you begin to develop a narrative of always being in fight mode and always looking for a problem in order to contribute to the space and to be considered likable. And if you're not that deep in this world, it might sound silly that somebody would ever do that, however if you feel like you have no growth or mobility in your own society but in this space you actually do get a sense of importance and a sense of identity yeah you might develop that characteristic has anyone heard the word goblin mode used in the last three months it was being used in reference to describe people who aren't brushing their hair brushing their teeth who aren't getting ready for the day who aren't like plucking their eyebrows just people who are letting themselves fall apart and just be comfortable with it and just like not moving at all i think Doomerism can kinda lead to goblin mode. One girl on Twitter asked out loud, why am I trying so hard to be the best version of myself in a world that is constantly getting worse? Just to quickly answer this, it's because being the best version of yourself helps you deal with all the shit that life is gonna throw at you. And it's actually helpful to be able to identify the shit that life is throwing at you. Putting a name to what I'm feeling and being able to categorize it helps me deal with it. So. Knowing about doomerism, knowing about goblin mode, being able to associate it to existentialism and nihilism kind of brought me to this point where I realized it's a lot harder and more demanding to live a life where there's purpose and meaning than it is to have one where there's none at all. Now, I would like to account for the fact that your mentality can be affected by the chemicals in your body and the chemicals getting sent through your brain. So I'm not trying to like discredit the ability of working on your mental health from a psychiatric perspective. However, our day-to-day lives are infinitely better when we carry hope and we have a sense of optimism. But maintaining optimism, especially during a time like now, is probably one of the most demanding things that we can do to ourselves. Every action that you take that is geared towards fulfilling that purpose or that meaning that you have set for yourself requires justification because you have to sit there and tell yourself, I have this much energy to do this because it matters for this reason. Now imagine nothing matters to you. Ah, well then there are no reasons to gather the energy. In fact, there's no reason to even get up and brush my teeth. Because when you actually have something that you're living for, you have to wake up every single day and justify all of your actions and all of your movements towards that meaning and towards that purpose. You have to actually be responsible things actually matter to you. You won't even allow yourself to entertain the thought of laying in bed all day or disappearing into a video game for 5 to 10 hours while smoking weed. It would actually be unfathomable to spend that much time on your phone or in front of your computer not doing something that's geared towards the meaning and the purpose that you have set for yourself. Which is like, hello, what an easy existence to just have no purpose at all in that case. And by purpose and meaning, I want to make it abundantly clear, I'm not talking in the Tony Robbins, Rachel Hollis, Dave Hollis type of sense, okay? Don't come at me, I'm not trying to give you the self-help speech today, I'm trying to give you the don't be a fucking doomer talk. Because being a doomer is going to have you fucked up mentally, it's going to have you fucked up in your career, and it's also going to fuck you up physically. Yes, besties. Laying in bed all day and playing video games and eating whatever the hell you want is living like there is no future. Which you're gonna find out that there is when you find out that neglecting yourself like that has actual consequences. I don't say that to be fatphobic or ableist either. I'm just talking about coming from a place where you deliberately are neglecting yourself because you can't imagine the future. With all of that being said, I think I've beat this horse into the ground about what a doomer looks like, what it acts like, what it thinks like, and how it's a gender neutral term. Let's say that this is the headspace that you're living in. What can you do to move forward from it? I would like to lay the grass for all that's to come by saying that by trying to make your life easier by doing absolutely nothing, you're actually making it harder. And look, if you need a break, if you need a rest, if you actually need to mentally collect yourself by just doing nothing, please give yourself that time. Allow yourself to do the nothing. Another thing as well is recognize when something is draining you. Does it leave you with less energy? Does it leave you unmotivated? Does it leave you uninspired? Does it make you feel sad? If these are the cases, then yeah, it's probably draining you. And that means that you should minimize your exposure to it. For example, let's look at the news. One of the solutions is not to just completely shut off the news and become this person who's completely oblivious to all things and events outside of your immediate world. However, you should consider bottlenecking your access to the news. So look at your Instagram, look at your Twitter, look at your TikTok. How many accounts do you follow that are journalism based or people who just interact with the news or regurgitate it? Someone in my live stream mentioned that prior to us having access to Twitter, we would just watch the news. And that's actually a common thread of advice that I keep seeing across the internet is that if you're somebody who keeps finding yourself exposed to all these horrible events actively, reduce your access to it by making sure that you're only getting your sources from one place and limit the time that you engage with it as well. Some people say that they only watch it for 20 minutes, some people say an hour, which that's a lot of time. Consider that for yourself. Someone in my live stream also mentioned, which Caused us to all laugh, but they said that they get their news from the Daily Mail. And I'm not saying that that's the most reputable source, but find something that you can trust, that you do feel good about, and that you feel is informative enough, and make that your one go to place. You don't have to delete everybody all overnight. Maybe just pick and choose here and there who's showing you the most negative news. For me, it was Vice on Instagram. I am so sorry, Vice, but I had to say goodbye. We had to break up, just like how I broke up with existentialism. You can still be informed educated, and conscious without being someone who is constantly consuming doom. Be aware of when you're engaging with bad actors or people who are deliberately trying to incite rage or people who are just talking about the topic because they feel like they have to be the first one to talk about it or the first one to drop their hot take. Are you following anyone right now that is like that Like they're literally just talking about these topics just to say something out in the universe and they're not actually trying to be resourceful and attach any GoFundMe links or any actual way to support a cause like where to go to a protest or how to gain access to resources to where you can benefit the cause that you're concerned about. Consider that, okay? Consider who are the people who are just literally doing it for attention. And they're far and they're few between. I'm not saying that everybody who vocalizes their thoughts and opinions is one of these, but you know who they are because you know how they treat these issues. The next point that I'd like to bring up is, are you consuming online content that reaffirms your negative self-talk and your negative worldview? That means that you are literally engaging with stuff that is openly doom minded just because that's where your headspace is. I eventually had to ask myself, would I rather be mad and upset because I'm watching these things that are reaffirming the fact that I feel like I have no hope and everything is pointless, or would I rather watch something that disagrees with my worldview and that kind of makes me a little bit upset because it's challenging me? I would rather be challenged by positivity than reaffirmed through my negativity. And you have to be very aware when you're consuming content By someone who's miserable, and then a whole bunch of other miserable people are in the comment section just chiming and agreeing. Some people are literally just saying things because they're hurt. I'll give an example. So there was a girl on TikTok who recorded herself on a male account scrolling through Hinge, flipping through pictures and dating profiles of women, and saying, Oh my God, look at how beautiful all these women are. This is my competition. What is the point of even trying? We're all in this dating space if this is what we're up against. And can you imagine the comment section on this video of the girl who was posting that? I am so sorry, but it's giving levels of therapy that I am not qualified to give, nor am I paid enough to be giving. But I do wanna graze on the topic of the fact that she used the word competition. If we're calling it competition, let's consider what the women are doing that are making you feel doomed in this situation. These girls are spending hours on their hair and makeup. These are girls who are going to cute places like the beach or they're going to a restaurant. They're going somewhere scenic, okay? So they're leaving their homes and these girls are editing their photos. So if your competition just takes a day out to get dressed up, dolled up, and to take some photos, and maybe they've done this enough in a month or over two to three months to where they've collected a cute little gallery don't you think that you can equally do those things or at least some fashion of them you can compete if that's what it's about it's about not wanting to compete also online dating is canceled for so many reasons but reason number one is the fact that it is so visually based for men that they don't care what you have in your bio or what you're saying like they're just so thirsty that they don't care who they're getting with that's the landscape you want to compete in no thank you just remove yourself from it like most of us have already done the next point I want to make is about setting small and achievable goals ones that begin with your immediate environment and that you can work outward with things that don't demand a lot of overnight productivity motivation. I feel like I talked about this in a previous podcast episode, but I'll bring it up again because it's such a good piece of advice that I think that you can start so small, like literally just cleaning the windows or just wiping down your countertops and doing stuff immediately around you that immediately improves your situation and then deciding, you know what, maybe I'll take a look at my car and decide what I can fix on it to make sure I'm making future me drive safe on the road or maybe even asking yourself hey is my insurance up today like checking in on the little things immediately around you that make sure that future you is set and good to go imagine you're your own parent and you're like okay I gotta make sure I have all these shots by the age of five and then by the age of eight I gotta make sure I'm enrolled in primary school like you have to take care of yourself that diligently but you start really small at the local level if you're depressed and you're barely taking care of yourself like literally just make the goal to wash your face and brush your teeth on some days and just be happy that you're doing that. If you need to inchworm your way out of being a doomer, take the inchworm approach. But Make sure that every day you're moving upward and we're not going backward. But if you do have those backward days where things don't get done, don't beat yourself up over it. Just know that it's a journey and that there are gonna be setbacks, but the goal is to stay optimistic and to know that future you is counting on today you. So take an audit of your life as it is right now and think of all the things immediately around you that could be worked on or improved or cleaned or just maintained. And then if you can muster up the courage to think about life beyond that, Do that for yourself. Like, "Eh, you know, I could replace my tires and, you know, I am paying for dental insurance that I'm not using. I should go get a cleaning. I am overdue. Or, hey, my quote went up this year. Maybe I should go check in on my insurance and see if I can get a lower rate. Little things like that. The next point is make time for exercise. And I know that that's a very daunting subject when we're on the topic of, like, hey, just wash your face for one day. Like, just make that the goal. But, Exercise can be stretching. Exercise can be a walk. And sometimes if you make it routine enough, you're gonna get bored and go, can I challenge myself? And the answer will probably, yeah, I can. And from there, you're gonna think of other things that you can add to intensify your workouts. For me, last summer, it looked like, you know what, actually I'm going to add weights. You know what, adding weights is cool, but I don't leave the gym in a way where I feel like I actually got a workout. Let me add in cardio. But obviously it doesn't happen overnight. Make it a lifestyle, don't make it a chore. And in fact, a lot of this shit feels great to do. Like it almost feels like I'm being so selfish with my time because of how immediately gratifying it is to do it. But once again, if you fall off do not beat yourself up for it. This is a journey and it has ups and downs. So allow yourself to go in the squiggle motion that the journey takes you by not making yourself feel super guilty and having a hustle mindset about it. And if the last two points seem like very easy to talk about advice but very hard to take, this next one is definitely going to wrestle your jimmies because this point is about being honest with yourself about your negativity. Do you love consuming content about how fucked up the world is? I mean, it's true. The world is pretty fucked up and you're not wrong for that. But do you find a way to make every conversation about how futile and pointless everything is? Or are you someone who is draining to be around? I know, sometimes it's us. Sometimes the call is coming from inside the house. Well, if this is you, be honest with yourself about what you're feeling and what the emotion is. Have a name for it and ask yourself, what is the source? You have to acknowledge that your negative narrative is having a problem on your life before you can even decide to treat it like one by trying to mitigate it or at least alter some aspect of the way that it's being projected onto the world around you. Because knowing that fucked up shit happens doesn't make you a fucked up person. But it's the way that you exude your emotions about that fucked up shit onto other people. That can be a lot to bear and can be hard to be around. It was brought up previously how when you're in a negative state of mind, you can end up engaging in content or spending your time in online spaces that reaffirms that negativity. And also ask yourself if that's what you're doing. Be mindful of it. And no, you don't have to unfollow everyone overnight. Maybe just take a step back from your phone maybe just leave it on the charger for a little extra longer in the morning. But be honest, is this content adding to your life? Is it adding to your worldview? What are you getting from this content? And ask yourself, how are you consuming it? Because if it's on TikTok and you're just obsessively consuming content that you have no say in, because TikTok doesn't give you thumbnails, so suddenly you're watching something and you're actively realizing what you're watching and what it's about if it doesn't already have a caption, yeah, let's think about how we're consuming content, the manner in which it's being exposed to us, and tell yourself. If that's hurting you, like really take an audit on your emotions after you do something like that. And what are the actual motivations behind it? That was my issue for me, primarily with being a doomer was what I was seeing on TikTok. Uh, Sorry, TikTok. So you know how earlier we talked about feeling like you have no access to your needs and feeling like you're out of control and like you're being denied by society. So to engage in a form of having control, you hyper criticize and you gatekeep and you're judgmental to outsiders. Some people have mentioned that religion was a way for them to feel like they're back in control of their life. Others have mentioned getting a part-time job and getting in control of their finances. Of course, getting a part-time job makes sense in this context because you're not only adding structure, but you're also adding a sense of stability and routine, and with income comes the freedom and mobility that money gives you. But if you are gonna take a part-time job, definitely don't be dealing with no bullshit that you don't have to deal with, like annoying micromanagers. Also, if the job is an hour away and what you pay to get there does not justify what you make there, mm, no, back out. Because we're not talking about just having any job in this case just to have any type of structure. You need something that's actually going to benefit your life and make you feel like you're moving towards something good, a brighter future or at least a financially secure future. And look, sometimes a job is just that, it's a job. It doesn't even have to be anything glamorous or fantastic and you don't need to be changing the world. Sometimes all you need to change is your world. You just need to have the ability to self-sustain or to meet ends or to pay off debts or whatever your financial needs are. Next big point is have some hope. You are better off having hope than you are not having it. When you see the little ladybugs of hope crawling around your brain, Do not stomp on them. Let them live. Let them breathe. And don't try to invalidate their existence. This is when being delusional works in your favor. Be delusionally optimistic and in favor of the hope that exists around you and the hope that exists beyond you for your future self. Like you not only have a future, but yeah, it's going to be a good one. And you don't have control of a lot of the things in your life, but you do have control of your habits, smart ones and not so smart ones. I try to avoid phrases like good and bad. When I think of wise and unwise, I'm like, ooh, suddenly now I'm a grasshopper that has a lot of learning to do and a lot of patience to gain. Another thing to consider as well, how long has your doomer period been going on? One week? One month? Two months? Three months? Well, guess what? We still have six months left of this year, at least as of now. And one bad week or one bad month does not have to define the entire year. And realistically, ask yourself, the one time to actually be a realist, how frequently do people have bad days? How frequently do people have bad months? Is that not one of the most human things you can do? Be forgiving to yourself about all the time that doomerism took from you. Especially if you started off this year doing something brand new and you immediately got discouraged because it wasn't providing the results that you were hoping. You know what? Sometimes you need things to fail again and again and again. And that's okay because by the end of the year, you'll probably figure out what has worked out for you. And it'll be those last few months of that year when you finally figured out what works that actually ends up making the entire year. You gotta let yourself have that slow launch and you gotta be okay with the fact that you're not always gonna be an overnight success and that it's probably better if you're not. So if your year doesn't feel made yet, slow down. You're doing fine. You can't get everything that you want before your time. It was brought up prior, but another important thing is to live with an intention, live with a meaning in mind. And yes, that does require the mental effort of actively justifying the meaning, the importance of it to you, and telling yourself every morning, this is the amount of energy that I have, and this is how I'm gonna allocate it towards fulfilling whatever you have set up in your head. This one is work, babes, and it's a lot to do, especially if you're starting from zero. If you have absolutely no meaning, no purpose, and you're in full doom and gloom, the best thing I can recommend is to just think of yourself as your own baby your own baby who needs you to make sure that every single thing is lined up for your future, that you are going to be safe, that your health is taken care of, and that you have everything sorted out so that you can succeed in the way that you want to. What does succeeding even look like to you? For me, it's a success if I get to go to the grocery store and my car battery doesn't die on my way back home. Um, I know, that seems like what? But yeah, it means like making sure my car is taken care of and that I don't ever have to worry about a car issue. Think about it in terms like that. Or at least that's my mental mind frame. Maybe you're thinking bigger. And if that's a really easy goal for you to set up and tackle, then congratulations, it's time for you to think bigger. And if you're capable of doing that, push yourself. Push yourself to do it. Um, As far as what bigger looks like, that's up to you to decide and honestly you should not be letting other people determine what success looks like to you or what a well-lived life looks like to you because it's going to be so different and it's also going to dictate the type of advice that you end up taking which could be bad advice so make sure that whatever you're defining success as that it's very specific to you it doesn't have to be meaningful it doesn't have to be deep it can just mean neutral it can just mean comfortable it doesn't have to be ecstatically happy thriving on cloud 9 24 7. first of all that's a very high an unrealistic bar to set second that's a lot of pressure third you can create that feeling right now with a little cocaina okay never mind don't do that please don't do that don't take that advice but that's literally like the only time you're really gonna feel that way and I'm not saying this to romanticize the hustle the backbreaking work and the sleepless nights on the floor no I'm saying that like you'll look back at the end of the journey and be like huh you know now that I put in all that effort and all that work Like, the rewarding feeling was very brief. Like, now this is just my state of normalcy. And I think that there is an official term for it, but you just feel like this is just the way that my life should be. This is just the way that everyone's life should be. Like, this is the baseline. It's going to feel like a state of neutrality. Another thing you can do to kickstart having purpose and meaning in your life is ask yourself, what type of life do you want to live in general? Like, it doesn't have to be this automatic mindset of racing to doom and gloom. Like, oh, there is no life worth living because life is pointless and meaningless. No, take it back. What type of friends do you want to have? What type of lover do you want to have? What type of relationships do you want to curate in your immediate space? Now ask yourself, the way that you're living today, would any of those people want to be with you? You know how we don't like dating men for potential? Would your friend see you as the friend with potential? If those people had a social media and they saw yours today, would they identify with the stuff that you post? Would they feel like, oh, this is somebody that I find exciting and interesting and someone worth following back? Or are they gonna find a bunch of doomer posts of you raging at politicians who are never gonna read your tweets? Okay, sometimes that's actually fun to do and it actually is the right move, but is that all that you do? If somebody that you like is very positive and entertaining and humorous and funny and then they were to see your social media and it's overwhelmingly negative, do you think that they would want to be around you? If you and all those people were to go on a vacation or maybe go on some type of trip, do you feel like you would be saying things that would make them uncomfortable? Do you think you guys would all be doing the same thing to have fun? If you guys had to collaborate on something together, would you guys have similar work ethic and problem solving skills? And look, no one's eye level on every single thing. But how vastly disproportionate would the gap be? I say this so that you can gain awareness on the way that you move and the gap between what you want for yourself versus what you're actually doing. And if that gap feels wide, it's gonna feel painful. And obviously with the people that you attract comes the things that you do for work, the way that you end up living, your lifestyle. So try to think of it that way. But don't think of it as, oh, I need to fit in or I want to be cool and just like them. No, just would they want to associate with you? Do they already associate with people like you? Do you think that they would suddenly want to introduce whatever you're serving into their world? And this could be friends, this could be lovers, this could be the type of coworkers or people you want to do business with. What are you attracting based off of your current actions? If you're just laying in bed and doing nothing all day long, you're doing nothing, you're attracting nothing, you're building nothing, you're just literally existing. And you know what? Sometimes that's all we have the energy for and that's okay. But think about it. Would they want to be involved with you? And make your purpose in your life being someone who these people would be proud to know or excited to share with their family or someone who they want to do business with. And just a quick caveat here, yes, this can fall into people pleasing and being this fake version of yourself. No, if you don't identify with these people, if you feel like you only like these people because everyone else likes these people, then you need to take it a step back and you need to ask yourself, what do you actually want for yourself when it comes to your personality type? Like, don't just be going for the most liked group of people just because society says that they are likable. Who do you actually fuck with? Who do you wanna be fuckwittable for? Because as much as I would like to say do it for you, some people truly just do not want to do it for themselves. And I'm not saying that because they're weak and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. They just can't get that going with that narrative. So if at least doing it for someone else or for the people around you gets the ball rolling then at least you're breaking out of doomerism, and you at least have a purpose and a reason. And if you start off with that, who knows? Maybe then you can start to think about your future self. And even if you don't end up with all those people in your life, at least you still did something good for you. At least you're in a better place than where you were when you started off. Which leads me to my next point of advice that is a lot easier to say and hard to take, but the time's never going to be right to do something for yourself that's going to benefit you. Like if you're waiting for the perfect moment to get in that study mood or to get in that cleaning mood or to get in that mood where you want to wash your face and brush your teeth, if you're already not in the mood, it's not going to happen and the time is never going to be right. You have to make it right. I know it's cliche. I know you've probably heard this like in a million other spaces, whatever you're trying to achieve, like the small little task around you, it's probably not that hard. And once you're in the act of doing the behavior, your body's just going to follow. The energy is just going to come to you. And as long as you're listening to a good song, a good podcast, or you're even like watching a movie or documentary in the background, it'll probably fly depending if it's the type of activity where you can do that. My next piece of advice is to become hyper self-focused. And when I say hyper self-focused, I mean shockingly, offensively, absurdly obsessed with yourself and your next moves. Like constantly be planning the next small thing and the next big thing. So what does that look like? It means I have a layout in my mind about my aesthetic. I have a layout in my mind about the routines I want to have. And I also am thinking in my head, like, what is this future me going to think like? What is future me going to be mentally prepared for? This can also encompass traveling. Where are you going to live one day? What's your living situation going to be? This could involve your career. This could even involve the type of friends that you want to have in your life. Like, don't limit yourself to what the potential of future you could be doing as I'm saying this I know that it's giving manifestation and in a way kind of yeah but I don't fully manifest I guess I don't consider it manifestation for myself all I know is that internally I will start to feel like that anxiety butterfly kind of like crazy mentality that like okay I cannot spend another day being this person that I don't identify as. I identify with the future version of myself that I'm envisioning and I need to start taking actions to go in that direction. Another aspect of being shockingly, absurdly, offensively obsessed with yourself is hyper delusional romanticism of your life. That means morning mood music, chore music, traffic music. Feel good podcasts, feel good TV shows, things that make you feel like the main character. Get into the act of creating moods and themes for where you are right now in your life. You'll look back years later and be like, wow, that part of my life had like a smell, it had a song, it had a style, it had a mood to it. Create your own mood. I don't know if you guys ever had the type of parents who would like decorate the whole house with pumpkin scented stuff whenever November would roll around or October would come around the corner. Just like how your parents had to set the mood for the seasons, you have to do that too now that you're an adult. You can make it any season you want. Another tip that I would like to add on is that you need to stop seeing everything as cringe, specifically in relation to yourself, what you're doing, or even the way that you're gonna look back on events and things that you participated in. If you think that everything you do is lame or stupid or corny, or maybe even painful to look back on, You're not going to want to create new memories. You're not going to take chances. And if you're a doomer and you're sitting here telling yourself, oh, well, there's no point in participating in that because it's just going to be dumb one day or one day we're going to look back on this trend and we're all going to hate ourselves for it. So the fuck what? Allow yourself to be a part of the things that are new, fun, fresh, and spicy. Don't just automatically jump to how lame and corny and dumb it is because it's not what you already do or what already works for you. Especially if it's friendly, it's inclusive, it's not harming anyone, it's all in good faith. Like, you don't have to be a part of it, but you don't have to consider it cringe off the bat just because you think that existence is meaningless. And granted, while there are some things that you're going to look back on and laugh and think that they were stupid or they look weird, you're going to be fond of it. It's going to be endearing to have that type of thing behind you and as something that you got to experience. Like, just look at the way that we look back at the 1910s through the 1950s. It's so cute how everybody had their own way of doing hair and their own way of listening to music and the type of clothes that they were wearing. It's not cringe. It's a moment in history. So with that being said, allow yourself to look back fondly on all the trends that you were into and all the things that you got to have fun doing. And honestly, you should even romanticize it. There's a YouTuber called Kelly Stamps and one of her recent videos that she put out this month, she said that embarrassment isn't real. And honestly, she's right, it's in your head. Maybe like 0.2% of the time, there are things that are embarrassing that happen to us, But nothing is actually embarrassing about existing, having fun, or being a part of a moment in history, unless you're on the wrong side of history. And no, you don't have to be a trend chaser or a trend hopper. The specific point that I'm making here is when you're specifically avoiding things because you're operating from a hater energy, it's okay if you don't want to be a part of stuff. But it's when you stop yourself and you're inhibiting yourself from engaging in new things that could potentially open new opportunities or even be really cool to look back on. If you think everything's cringe, you're basically never going to adapt and you're going to be stuck in the past. And worst possible scenario is that you're going to have nothing to look back on fondly. I mean, in a way, I guess people who do this are thinking that they're sparing themselves and they're doing themselves a favor down the road. But I think they're actually creating another form of regret that they're going to live with. And it's like you're not avoiding anything, so you might as well do it. Unless you genuinely don't want to or you feel like you'd be uncomfortable participating in it, then yeah, of course, like don't let people peer pressure you into doing something that you don't want to do. But if you're coming from a place of, oh, that's cringe, there's no point in being into that because it's going to be over with in the next one year, two years. It's giving doomer. The next and final major point that I want to make on this topic is treat where you are right now in your age as your turn. For example, You only get one chance to be 15. You only get one chance to be 20. Where you are right now is your turn to be the age that you are. And you only get one chance to be that one age for the rest of your life. So do you want to live in a world where you're looking around at people who are going through their turns, doing things that you wish that you had done in yours? You don't want to be this person who's looking back at them with jealousy and upset at yourself. The point of me saying this is to use all of your turns to the fullest. Even if you think the world sucks and having any of these turns is like really stupid and pointless and doesn't have any meaning, it's actually an amazing thing. Like we all get the chance to go through one seventh grade yearbook photo and we all get the chance to buy those yearbooks. Don't squander it. It's actually amazing. But if you feel like a part of being in these age groups means that some part of the turn that you are going through entitles a level of time at the gym, time sleeping, time partying, time recovering from that partying, then serve that purpose. But I think it's really important to also be aware that it's also your turn to set up future you so that they don't have to suffer and worry about stupid shit. Some people don't have glory years until they're in their 40s and some people don't have them until they're in their 50s. Some people's careers don't take off until they're in their 60s. And while this has been an almost entirely man-free episode, watch out for guys who make you feel weird or quote-unquote old for your age Or like it's even too late for you to pursue something new or to become something different or to better yourself or to take a chance on yourself. They're wrong and they're probably into little kids. Like honestly, if they're talking like that. Like we all just run out of chances after the age of 24 or after the age of 25, 26, whatever these weird dudes want to tell you it is. I've never seen a woman do this, but a woman could potentially make you feel like this. Uh, It might be a kid, though, first. Like, kids and grown weird men... But you get all these turns in your lifetime, and it's up to you to decide what they mean, not these other random ass people. You can grow so much in one year, especially in two to three. By the fourth year, you're like able to change your life if you're actually actively doing things to better it. So don't let these guys tell you that it's all fucked and downhill and that there's nothing left for you after that because it's not true, and you could actually be hindering your growth severely, but not permanently. And if you're somebody who maybe you bought into this and maybe you're like in your 30s now, you can still create that amount of change in your life in that same time span. So wherever you are, no matter how painful it feels or even if it feels awkward, it's your turn to be that age. It's your turn to be in that position. So embrace it, embellish it, and don't let anybody tell you how to feel about it. And now that I have successfully proverbially forcefully opened your eyes into looking at you like one of those horror movies where they have the eyes all pinned open with a contraption now I would like to move on to the next part of this podcast I want to talk about what my live stream chat had to say about things that they do to break out of a doomer worldview or things that they find uplifting and motivating when I asked my live stream chat what do they do to make themselves feel better especially if they're like in a doom and gloom type of mood You guys said that you lay out in the sun. Others mentioned specifically having a playlist, which by the way, I created the Disney delusional Spotify playlist under my account Fleeksy on Spotify if you want to go check that out. Others recognize their income as a contributor, so they practice gratitude in the morning or just gratitude practices. And others mention working out, doing yoga. So a lot of this stuff, I think, can be easier said than done. I'm not trying to discredit everything that you might be feeling about the world because it's literally nonstop. And this podcast has taken me almost like three weeks to record because I'm like, are things going to get worse? Are we going to hear good news? Are my ideas around this topic going to change? The one thing that I can say that I've taken away from trying to record this podcast and give advice on Doomerism is that it's not this like, oh, okay, we had this conversation. Now I'm cured. No, you have to actively work on your mentality, kind of like you're working out a muscle. Like I was even having like Doomer mindsets about friendships and about people around me. Like, oh, why would I just go move to another place when I'll just end up hating a whole new bunch of people? okay stop it take it back like see see what I did there I limited my ability to relocate I limited my ability to make friends and I was also taking a very dark view on the people around me which yeah people could be crappy and people could be hurtful and do things that might make me regret ever knowing them however that's not a reason to stop me from living my life and it shouldn't stop you either So I think it's about forming awareness over doomerism. It's about catching yourself not being optimistic and catching yourself in the moment of making everything a why even try let me just stay exactly as I am and continue being stagnant. No, you should try. A lot of it is being able to see your own potential and a lot of it is believing in it more than anybody else around you. You have to be so self-aware with how you identify in your relationship with yourself. Like if you catch yourself becoming proud about being a skeptic and proud about being a pessimist, you're just gonna lean further into it. Also, look at your friendships, look at your friend circles. What are the conversations going on in your group? Are you guys all convincing each other that life is fucking pointless and stupid and worthless and not worth trying? Now, I don't want to discredit where we are today in the world because it's true. There are a lot of opportunities that we're not going to have, that our parents got to have. There are a lot of things that generations before us got to enjoy that we're not going to be able to enjoy. And I'm not reiterating this to make you feel bad or feel crappy. But the idea is that just because these things are currently going on around us, are existing around us, doesn't mean that we should further sink our ankles into the mud of disappointment and doom and despair. Now that we're aware of it, what can we do from here to keep our lives at least at a quality of life that we can be proud of and feel good about? And it's like, yes, we're allowed to be sad. We're allowed to be mad. We're allowed to grieve. And yeah, we can voice our grievances. We can have these conversations. But we need to watch out about how we're forming our identity around these things. Like, let's say that the government actually did have a grand plot to stomp out the spirit of every single American and was trying to make everyone just succumb to the way of the world. Okay, well, great. We're doing the job for them on Twitter all by ourselves. Or we're doing it all by ourselves on Instagram and TikTok by making each other feel so miserable and endlessly complaining and thinking, okay, well, might as well just allow myself to become a victim of the circumstances around me. Like, I'm just going to stop working out, and I'm going to stop trying to do therapy on myself, and I'm going to stop stretching, and I'm going to stop trying to get sunlight, and I'm just going to sleep in bed all day, and I'm just going to say, fuck it. No, don't do that. And there are some circumstances that are out of your control. I'm not trying to deny that, and I'm not trying to act like we all live in this world where we have this, like, grand slate of opportunity, because no, opportunity isn't equal across the board, and I'm sorry to say it, but without making this conversation too dark, I want the takeaway to be that yes, bad things are happening around you, bad things are even coming up to your backyard or maybe your local gas station, but your mental awareness and your mental strength is gonna be what takes you through this moment. And it doesn't mean that you're not gonna have weak moments and it doesn't mean that you're not gonna be sad or mad. And if you are, you know what? Fucking be sad, be mad. If you have ever participated in any type of organized event or group, it feels so good to take it out in that environment to like show up to a protest rally, like that feels good. The act of caring about something enough to want to show up for it feels good. But when you're being a doomer, you're telling yourself that it's not worth it. You can use your anger and your sadness to fuel you, but maybe first you have to allow yourself to process it and gain a level of awareness about why you feel that way and identify the source. So this has been a really hard conversation to talk about and I just wanted it to be right and I wanted to make sure that I'm hitting the points that need to be hit. I'm not a therapist and I'm not like this medical professional. So admittedly, I'm not this person who is gonna get this topic perfect, but I feel like no one talks about this side of it and that this side is getting heavily neglected. So I would like to get the ball rolling. To wrap this topic up, I would like to remind you that we're not the only ones dealing with this. It's not just America, we're not alone. And the reason why we're all talking about it is because it does matter and we should care. And the only way that we're going to get through this is by caring. And it's kind of backwards, but because we're living in a time that society has never seen before, we're going to have to do things that the world has never seen before. And that is going to require you to be a little delusional, a little optimistic, to have hope, and to not want to like disappear into the oblivion of nothingness. Even though, That's very tempting and just the idea of it feels warm and fuzzy as I say it out loud. Now, I don't think today's episode has cured anyone's doomerism 100% and I'm fully aware of that. I do hope though that I created a level of awareness around your doomerisms and the things that you tell yourself that could be hurting you and I hope that we can leave with a healthy amount of negativity in our bloodstream because let's be real, (laughs) like… We should be mad. We should be upset. Like there's a reason why we feel the way that we do. Now that I've successfully set this weird mood in our brains, I'm going to end this podcast here. I don't know how to feel right now. I really don't. But um, thank you guys for listening. I hope that you like this episode. If you guys like the content that I produce and you want to support me across the board, I am on TikTok, I'm on Twitch, I'm on YouTube, where I also have the official Fleegazoid YouTube channel if you guys want to leave comments directly under the episodes. That would be awesome. I like that feedback. If you want to support me for $0.00 and 0 cents, you can do that by giving me 5 stars on Spotify or Apple and leaving a positive comment. You know, preferably... And if you want to support me for $2 a month, you can do that on Patreon. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you all have a good day. Bye.